the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon. Right now it is 106, and you're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. This portion of the program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery. Stop in and see them. 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Enjoy beautiful, unique, rustic setting. The Lodge Pub and Eatery. Remember, online at thelodgepub.com. Maybe you're in the car right now. Are you on 146? 295, maybe you're riding around in Lincoln. Pop in and see my friends at the Lodge Pub in Erie, 40 Breakneckle Road, Lincoln. Full bar, large dining area, and they have that great, beautiful new outside deck. I can't wait to take advantage of it. Stop in and see them. So, folks, um, so many developments today. And again, good afternoon, everybody, at 107. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Um, let's see. I just want to go through some of the latest headlines. Um, I'm not going to talk a lot about this. President Biden did speak earlier, and it sounds like they did take out this ISIS leader who was killed in a Syrian raid, and then he blew himself up. But um, but I, I can't ignore how much the, the crash of Facebook, TikTok, has just, Facebook's stock has plummeted 26%. For the first time, the amount of, quote, friends they have in the meta- verse, whatever they call it, has gone down. But the amount of money that that uh, they lost, Thursday drop is yet to save $230 billion from the market cap, bringing it to $664 billion. My goodness. I mean, after a while, the numbers just become hard to even fathom, for crying out loud. And it's because of TikTok. For those that are not on TikTok, there's a certain value to it. It's completely different than Facebook. It's far more entertainment. There's less opinion. Um, they're usually good for you get a smirk or a laugh. I'll sometimes I'll I'll go. I I don't post. I've only done a couple of things on TikTok, and it doesn't. I don't, I don't think that's fully my platform. Some of the stuff I don't think is talent. People, you know, a, a TikTok video is someone for five seconds mouthing a line from a movie, and they post it, and then. You know, um, for whatever reason, if, a lot of times if it's an attractive female, uh, it takes off. There's some people that do some pretty good impressions on TikTok. Um, there's some, I, I like, they'll, they'll just, somebody will post old clip from a movie or TV show or various things like that. And then the more you, you know, they, they go with what you like. If you like a lot of sports highlights and you click a like on that, then they keep sending you that stuff. If you like, for instance... You know, I, I always like just little clips from The Sopranos. Sometimes they're a minute long. Sometimes they're 30 seconds long. Sometimes they're 10 seconds long. But if I click like, so then the algorithm, they'll they'll put on my TikTok feed a lot of stuff from The Sopranos. So some of the people, I get a lot of people. I, I like some of that can do a good impression. Not all the time. It's not hilarious. But sometimes it can be pretty funny. Um, so that is what's really hurting. He's blaming uh, TikTok with that. So the... Um, the raid is huge. Is this true? Michelle Obama, 2024 emergency candidate. I think we're just going to keep hearing about that. I, I just, I'm not sure I believe it. Michelle Obama, people, you know, people that talk about her running, I always, I kind of view them as people that don't know a lot about politics. 
Michelle Obama, Democrat 2024, break glass in case of emergency candidate. So what they have, this is an article trying to say in the case of emergency. I, I'm going to come back to what I have said because I've heard these people like, you know, last year with President Biden or by Joe Biden as the, as the candidate. They were saying, oh, I know exactly who should do it. Michelle Obama should be his running mate. Anyone that said that and people were like posting this. Anyone or some people are broadcasting anyone that says that just they don't really follow it. Because if you follow what they say about Michelle Obama, um, how she viewed Joe Biden, there is no way that she was going to be his vice president. I want some of you to understand this at 110. And again, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro show. Listen, in order to be in politics, you have to have some sense of ego. You have to have some sense of ego. I've never met anyone successful in politics who did not have some sense of ego, self-esteem, whatever you want to call it, confidence. Normally, you have to be very competitive because, listen, you're saying you're standing on a stage pointing at the other person saying, I'm better than him or her. I'm smarter than him or her. I can do more than him or her. Vote for me, not him or her, whoever you're running against. You have to pick up the phone. Hey, I need you to give me $1,000. I need you and your family to give me, but you got to ask for money. You have to ask for votes. You can't do that successfully unless you really believe it. So there is ego. There is pride. You know, that's what drives them many times. Some people don't even get that. There are people that many of these people, they think they are better than others, right? I mean, clearly someone like a Gina Raimondo, that's why you hear the phrase. They walk in, they think they're the smartest in the room. You can even say that about President Trump. He felt he was smarter and better than Jeb Bush. He felt he was smarter and better than Hillary Clinton. And he he proved that he was better than both. However, Michelle Obama does not think that Joe, if someone said you two are going to be a ticket, one person's going to be in charge, the other person's going to be the junior. There is no scenario where Michelle Obama would say, okay, he'll be in charge. Never. No way. And her husband's the same way. Biden was his VP. She's not going to be that. You know, and this goes back to, there was a thing that, you know, and I was a big fan of Reagan. But the Reagans, they never embraced the Bushes. And George Bush, 41, who was Reagan's vice president for eight years. You know, there, there were books written that the Reagans kind of thought of themselves in more of an elite galaxy of people. He had been the governor of California. They had had considerable wealth. They lived in Bel Air. They had the ranch. The Reagans thought of themselves on a high level. And they apparently they never invited Barbara Bush and George Bush, his vice president and second first lady, whatever we call the wife of the vice president, up to the private residence, which I guess they would just reserve for like their very inside personal, you know, friends. So my point is, there's there's no way Michelle Obama, she's not entering a situation where Biden is the one in charge. 
And I know some people don't get that. But someone like Gina Raimondo may have said, I'm willing to do it to get myself on the national stage. But some of the things that people throw at Raimondo, she, 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 as governor, she would never let Dan McKee stand on the stage with her. She didn't think he was worthy of it. So Raimondo was very clear. One thing, several things I'll say about Gina. Someone that has covered her, I covered her since she entered the race for treasurer in 2009. She, um, and never mind after she was treasurer and then became governor. The, if you were in a meeting and she was governor, you knew who was in charge. She didn't, she didn't, you know the whole thing of let's all sit around the table, right? Everyone's got a good idea. Didn't work that way with Gina. Nope. Nope, sat at the head of the table. She was the boss, period. No, you never, people never forgot it. And people knew it. People feared her. No leaks when she was there. She had her people. She could sniff it out, had a sense who was with her, who was not with her. But I believe Michelle Obama, they are rolling in money. They are rolling in money. They. She is like royalty in the United United States. She is royalty around the world. That's a lot to give up for the demanding job of president. And she watched. They lived in the White House. She watched that. She lived it for eight years in the campaign trail and calling donors and the press and the debates. And, you know, they have the two daughters and they want to someday be grandparents and Right now, Michelle Obama, she wants to go for two days to Paris. Boom. Private plane, flies over, stays at the Four Seasons in Paris, has lunch and dinner with whoever she wants. And maybe then flies on to, you know, whatever. And you want, they, I, I just don't see it. To give that up. I mean, if you're President Biden, look what happened last week. A, a, you know, a blanking bridge collapses in Pittsburgh or wherever, in Pennsylvania. <laughs> you know, there's uh, the storms that hit. There's, there's all kinds of things. that it, it's Look what's going on right now. <laughs> With Russia and China, is going to invade Taiwan and Russia's going to invade Ukraine? I, I just, I don't understand these people that say, that the, that's a big job to sign up for. I am not convinced that after having been in the White House, that Michelle Obama would sign up for that. That is that is my thought. So, but now closer to home, folks. Um, it's a pretty remarkable story that the FBI has arrested a former uh, Warwick firefighter, and this is they they arrested him with U.S. Domestic Terrorism Task Force of sending these very threatening very threatening uh, emails where he was projecting that he was going to be killing public officials in Rhode Island and specifically in Warwick. So it's a developing story. He was in court yesterday, but what jumps out at me, this Barry LaFleur, 57 of Cranston, um, what, what jumps out at me is just how long they've known about this guy. And I, I will follow up when I'm off here with conversation with the state police but i just don't understand um why he was not arrested prior to this this has been going on for a very long time this has been going on for a very long time now
Also, uh, I did get word yesterday, Wayne David Collins passed away. Controversial figure. Tim White has a good story about it. He was living in Florida. This guy was a police informant, and then he was also a bail bondsman. But in the late 90s, when Barney Prignano was the chief of police in Providence, it it was disgraceful. This guy, Wayne David Collins, well-known bail bondsman, but also a police informant. He, um, a reporter that I know, if you went into the chief of police's office, Wayne David Collins would be sitting in there in the chief's chair with his feet up on the desk. That's how out of control it was under Barney Prignano. So he was known to, because, and then when Bobby DeLuca ratted everybody out, back when DeLuca got caught, he was going to go to prison for a very long time. He ratted out all the local wise guys about that they were paying off um, with the strip clubs and so forth. <clears throat> but when DeLuca left Rhode Island, he was hanging out with, with Collins down in, in Florida. So um, it, it's kind of those things that I, I, you know, there's someone else. I'm going to do an interview with someone that his name would float around, put it more in context. But he he was this controversial figure in the 90s. But he, you know, it was just it was bizarre. He had keys to everything. He had keys to all over to the all over the city. of Prime. That, that just showed that. And he also was involved with the test scandal. Wayne David Collins. When I was sitting in court that day when Barney Prignano the chief of police in Providence, who could not pass any tests. They had to then promote him because he couldn't pass tests. Um, he, in fact, um, uh, it, it's just bizarre. He admitted in court that they, they were giving out test answers to people that were um, were trying to get promoted within the Providence Police Department. Folks, there's out of the story. If you check to Petro.com, this, this story, I don't know what is going on in North Kingstown. But this veteran, that this is a total fraud story. This, this woman that was pretending that she was this wounded veteran from Iraq and Afghanistan, and it was all fake. So, but the um, it, it, you can read about it on the website tobejo.com. But but this nut that they finally arrested, I, I think there's real questions. I don't know. I want to find out who his attorney was, his attorney of record, because that guy should have been. Um, is going back to 2014, 2017, 2018. He was constantly posting very, very explicit threats that he was going to kill Warwick City uh, officials and Warwick firefighters. And I, I just, I don't have an answer, and I haven't seen anything on the state police. And every time they'd they'd find out it was, they'd catch up to him. He'd admit it was him, and they wouldn't they wouldn't charge him. So the the state police finally charged him. So I don't know who he's connected to, who his lawyer is, but th- this guy is, you know, he's a dangerous individual. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Competition Shooting Supplies. Now listen, the more they talk about defund the police, the more you need to visit my friend John Francis at Competition Shooting Supplies. 435 Benefit Street, Pawtucket. Look for him on Facebook. Remember, you can sell him weapons or sell them there on consignment. It's Competition Shooting Supplies. Look for him on Facebook. He's a great Facebook page. Or call him, 401-727-1716. Critics say Biden should focus on policies, not guns. 
you know, the, listen, you have a president that just refuses to acknowledge that a lot of his soft on crime policies are what have caused the the spike in crime. I mean, he 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 does. He just refuses to acknowledge that. Um, but I also let me just um, I want to. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, what's this latest now? All right, I, 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 we know they should, the mask should come off in school. I don't know why they're not coming off in school. Um, of course, they should come off in school. I think it's funny that grief, uh, grief counselors are on their way over to the Wampanoag Trail to try to console, um, huh, console Park Boy that Mc, Governor McKee has a 34% approval rating. I mean, a lot of times, folks, you, you don't even run for re-election or run for election, I should say. Let me also just see some other stories. New York College professor defends adult child sex. I mean, th- listen, here's the problem. The problem is who would employ someone like this and then who would send their child or who would go to where this person is a college professor. A New York college professor has come under fire defending adult child sex. I don't even want to say how young. Um, th- th- this is, th- 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 listen, this guy should be fired. I'm not sure I even want to play how sick this is, but the, he's a Democrat. He's a progressive Democrat. He's a member of the Democrat Party that is saying these things. All right, I'll, I'll see if I can play some of it. It's just pathetic. By the way, also, uh, AOC is defending Whoopi Goldberg. What a surprise. Listen, AOC is anti-Semitic. Let me hear this professor. This is sick. Male, uh, wants to have sex with a, a 12-year-old girl. Imagine that she's a willing participant. A very standard, very widely held view that there's something deeply wrong about this, and it's wrong independent of it being criminalized. It's not obvious to me that it is, in fact, wrong. I think this is a mistake, and I think that exploring why it's a mistake will tell us not only things about adult child sex and statutory rape, but also about fundamental principles of morality. There's a couple things to say here. One is, even if you are looking for a threshold, let's say there's a threshold, I'm making this number up, but let's say it's at age eight. Um, Still, that tells you that some adult child sex is permissible. Second, the notion that it's wrong even with a one-year-old is is not quite obvious to me. There are reports in some cultures of grandmothers fellating their uh, baby boys. I I mean, again, listen, there is, he is a member, proud member of the Democrat Party. That's what he is. Proud progressive, as they say. A very proud progressive Democrat. There is that is what has become the Democrat Party of 2022. Um, but let me get to some more of the um, the sound that we have. But the the McKee Biden poll numbers in Rhode Island. I mean that is um, that is really something to look at. It just, I, it's, you know, I, I thought it was this bad, and it's as bad. I am not surprised. And I've been on record saying to Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe that I felt that Governor McKee's approval ratings mirror that of President Biden. And so I, I am going to stick with that. I think, yeah, I think he's in trouble. I'm not convinced that Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee 
can win a Democrat primary. I think he's going to have a very difficult time trying to win a Democrat primary. I do think that, as a matter of fact. All right, I think I have, um, so AOC is now defending Whoopi Goldberg, (laughs) who should be fired, who should be fired, as a matter of fact. See, there's this false, her and Nick Cannon, a lot of people don't know who that is. He's a radio guy. He said some anti-Semitic things. And the two of them, to me, they believe, because they are people of color, that they can talk about race and face no retribution about it. This is um, now, where is the Rhode Island Democrat Party? Let's go to, this is Representative Justine Caldwell. Yesterday at the State House, parents should have no say in their child's education. I don't think that we should be in a place where I'm deciding what gets taught in math because I prefer this. Or I decide, for example, in a timely uh, example, that I should decide what books my kids are reading in English class. You know, we allow experts to do that. We don't allow parents of any student to determine what goes on in their curriculum. You know, that, that attitude is just so disgraceful. It really is. But see, now that's, that's, the, that's the Rhode Island Democrat Party. That is the Rhode Island Democrat Party. And I did receive an email that their, their own evidence, um, let's see, according to their own testing and certification, you have to take a test, health teacher. Question one, who is recognized as children's primary educators? A, community. B, parents. C, teachers. D, administrators. The answer is B, parents. Thank you, Brian. How is that? And and I agree with that, by the way. So if that's the case, you know, but see, that that is the progressive mindset. That is the progressive mindset. As a matter of fact, um, I but and then there are people that will go along with her. But that attitude, this is not about math. We're talking the, the discussion was on sex education and that the Rhode Island Democrat Party dominated by the progressives. They have extreme measures like that. State Senator that I talk about, that Tierra Mack, who, in fairness, gets a t- complete free pass by the media. Complete free pass by the media. She's the one, through her own words, there should never, because she is, she describes herself, she, her, queer reproductive justice advocate, educator. In her mind, there should never be a negative piece of press about her because she is an openly gay woman of color. Her words. So, but this is the type of person leading the charge. Leading the charge. Um, What she wants to teach in school. What she wants to teach in school, comprehensive, queer inclusion, pleasure-based sex ed. So there is a world of difference of, um, and, and, and with what? 
with, you know, she she is in favor of she's one of the people sponsoring this. So this was a discussion that, you know, they they wanted to have and go after. I also go take total exception to this Hassenfeld Bryant University College University, I should say, um, this this whole business of that 80 percent of Rhode Island parents want to. Um, 80% of Rhode Island parents still want masking. I, I just, I don't believe that. The Boston bill um, doesn't believe that either. Let me see this. I'm just, look, folks, checking on Twitter. Now, this Jeannie Calkins, she's one of these progressives. Democracy dies in darkness. Testify against the political machine's power grab. Does anyone people have any idea what these people are talking about? Um... What is this for on Monday? A House bill uh, about elections? This, they, they, are, they are stuck. These people are delusional that somehow they, they act that Trump, President Trump and that President Trump and Kevin McCarthy and the Republican parties are actually living in Rhode Island. <laughs> That, that is basically the way they, they try to treat the, the, their idea of voting is that voting should be voting should be almost like a penny saver. You just have ballots there. Anyone that wants one grabs one. You want to vote more than once, then, you know, more power to you. Uh, I think that would be great. You should be able to vote. As many times as you want. That's that's their attitude. Um, but this, these progressives at the Rhode Island State House and what they preach, and they want to go into the schools. They want to teach this to, you know, your children and your grandchildren. And and Governor McKee ignores them. By the way, he does. He doesn't speak out against it. He doesn't speak out against it in any way. And that Caldwell, no parent, no parent has any right to, wow, I mean, they are just really excited for the House sex ed bill. Huh. You know, but that's, that's what they're looking for. That's how they... <laughs> um. You know, and no one speaks out against them from the Democrat Party. A lot of this stuff may go to the to the side and it may not end up passing. And then they resubmit it to committee. But they do not they do not give up, especially that Tierra Mac law enforcement officers don't need a bill of rights. They are white supremacists. When a white person kills white people, it's still a crime. It's still white supremacy. My standards for white people was always high, and it just got higher. If you want confronting or you uphold white supremacy, I don't have time for you. She tweeted, there's no rest. We must all learn white supremacy, white supremacy. When you're black, you have to be exceptional. When you're white, you get to not know history, be widely unqualified. Transphobia is inherently linked to white supremacy. See, they see it everywhere. Wow. 
it is just one thing after another with the folks. This is the battle right now. And which side do you think the media is going to side with? Well, there was a big story recently done on this state senator, Tiara Mack. Very flattering about her. Not one negative, not one you want to explain this tweet, not one about the defund the police, nothing. It's this uh, representative Kieslick, Potter, um, Tansy, of course, Jello, huh. students of all races, genders, sexual orientation, grades, six through 12. That's how young they want to start grooming these kids. And you have a state rep saying it's, it's none of parents' business what goes on in the classroom. Parents are not the experts. They have to leave it to the teachers to teach their children these things about how they're racist and white supremacists. Wow. That is quite a statement. Now, I don't want to ignore... The big national story, and it is, the President of the United States spoke this morning. The President of the United States um, did, in fact, comment on that this raid in Syria. It's important to know. Let me play. This is uh, ABC's Martha Martha Raddatz on what happened uh, last night. Now saying in a statement that under his direction, U.S. military forces successfully undertook a mission that thanks to the skill and bravery of our armed forces, he says, has taken off the battlefield the leader of ISIS, a man named al-Qarashi. He, of course, replaced al-Baghdadi, who was killed in 2019, a dramatic mission overnight with those U.S. helicopters swooping into northwest Syria near the Turkish border in the middle of the night. Dozens of U.S. special operations forces and surrounding a house in an area known to be home to Islamic extremist groups, including Al-Qaeda and ISIS. The mission lasted for hours, played out on social media, describing explosions and constant gunfire. The Pentagon says there were no U.S. casualties, but the local Syria rescue group, the White Helmets, tweeted that they had found at least 12 bodies in that house after the raid, including four women and six children. It was a two-story structure. You could see they're the top floor partially destroyed in the raid. This mission was reminiscent of the special operations raid that killed Osama bin Laden in 2011. Just like the bin Laden mission, one of the U.S. helicopters in last night's raid had to be blown up on the ground, this one, because of mechanical issues. And folks, progressives, again, good afternoon. Right now it's 1.36 on this Thursday. Progressives are upset about the raid. Progressives are upset. How can you do that? That's U.S. aggression. Blah, blah, blah. They're upset. Of course they are. They're anti-police. They're anti-police. They're anti-military. They're anti-American. They're anti-family. Um, it's really, you know, it's such a difference of where most people are and where the progressive Democrat party is, where the Democrats are. Um, it, it's, it's, it's becoming more and more defined.
without question, it's becoming more and more defined. Because I would argue, you know, the progressives, as, as Hillary Clinton said, they talk in an echo chamber. Right? It'd be like, you know, the people in Cambridge, Cambridge, Mass. When they talk about themselves and do a big rah-rah, they all agree with each other. But that's not, you know, that's not how most people feel. I'm seeing with Michael Avenatti, the jury tells the judge it's struggling to reach a verdict. How is that possible? Convict that. Ugh. I mean, that guy is like low of the low. And CNN is just imploding. I mean, CNN is, this is, I, I don't remember. I mean, it is like a complete, they're calling it CNN. Collapse News Network. Ugh. God, there's a picture of the ISIS leader who was terminated. Ah, oh, I just saw it. I'd like to unsee that. Um, but getting back, folks, right now at 139, it's, wow, it's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is DePietro.com. I still, I believe, and the media is not going to play this up, but I want to give credit to Our friend Dan McGowan first drew our attention to it in this morning's Boston Globe in his roadmap where he talked about this new poll that is out. And it shows uh, where President Biden was in certain states as far as popularity. And and then they have each governor. So it's governor and president. Um, And and I'll say this, you know, if if you look at uh, I, I think that's a pretty. It seems to be a pretty accurate reflection of where uh, people might be. I think so. Um, I don't think it's that far off. But this survey, the Consortium for Understanding the Public Policy Preference, Governor McKee has a 34% approval rating. Wow. His lowest approval rating from 51% in November, down 20 points in a month. Wow. And by the way, and as I have said, Biden is not much better. I believe a problem for Governor McKee is his approval rating seems to mirror that, as I had said, of President Biden. And that's a problem for the McKee people. Now, listen, all governors are. in. Oh, okay. All governor, all governors are not. um All governors are not in that. It, it, all governors are struggling with COVID somewhat. I'll, I'll admit that. I mean, they absolutely, of course they are, right? I mean, all, all governors are, in fact, somewhat um, struggling with, with COVID. So, but but not to that degree, right? Not to, not to, to that degree uh, to fall that far. It's also interesting, actually, to see just how much uh, Biden's approval rating is is also disastrous, by the way. Um, That is certainly nothing to celebrate. But Governor McKee and Biden both. See, I'm going to stay. I have said this and I believe that their popularity mirrors each other. And that doesn't seem to be. 
good news for Governor McKee. And let me just check. So they have this is pretty interesting. You go state and where how President Biden is in the state and then how how that governor is doing. So, for instance, I'm on the site right now. Let's look at. All right. We'll look at um, uh, Alabama. Okay, right now in Alabama, President Biden has a. um, Why isn't it showing me where he is in? In Alabama. Um, Oh, here we go. President Biden in Alabama has a 28 percent approval rating in Alabama. All right. So that's a problem. Um, Let me find where he is in in uh, certain states, as a matter of fact. And again, I I recognize him whenever I do this. I have friends that say you where you. Yes, I'm aware we're live on the radio. Um, Where is President Biden in Florida as far as approval rating? In the state of Florida, President Biden has a 41% approval rating. So it's actually higher in Florida than it is in Rhode Island right now. Um, What is the Governor DeSantis? What is his approval rating? Governor DeSantis right now in the state of Florida, hey, he's got a 37%. He's fallen, huh? Not as popular as, um, but again, this is in handling COVID, as a matter of fact. So let me go to, um, let's see, uh, like a a key state would be Iowa. Where is, at 143 on this Thursday, where is President Biden's approval rating in Iowa? 37%. It's 55% back in June. So that is certainly a problem. Um, where is President Biden's approval rating in Massachusetts? Right now, it's 44%. 44% in Massachusetts, 35% in Rhode Island. President Biden had a 68% approval rating in, Mass- in Massachusetts in April. 68% approval rating in April. So fallen, it has fallen dramatically. What about a swing state like Michigan? Where is President Biden in Michigan? All right, 38%. So it's worse in Rhode Island. He is certainly doing worse in Rhode Island. Let me just check one more. How is President Biden doing in New Hampshire? In New Hampshire, President Biden has a 38% approval rating. Wow. Rhode Island, though, it's, it's uh, wow, it is bad. It's even worse than I thought, as a matter of fact. Right now, yeah, President Biden has a 35% approval rating in Rhode Island. Governor McKee, whew, boy, did he really, the bot. Now, if you're Governor McKee, you're hoping, all right, this is the lowest, we're going, 34% approval rating. Wow. Whew. If you're Governor McKee, you're hoping you've hit bottom. Because if you haven't hit bottom, you really got problems. Now, in Tennessee, the state of Tennessee, hmm, that governor is, they're not happy with the way the governor's doing. And what about with uh, President Biden? I'll do one more. Um, 33% in Tennessee. So, all right, folks, at 145, again, that is, um, what does that tell me? It tells me that Governor McKee is very vulnerable, in a, certainly in a primary. 
and very vulnerable in a general. Very, very vulnerable in a general. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by the Coesed Inn. Stop in and see them at the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. They're waiting for you, a delicious meal at the Coesed Inn. And there's a link at the website, depetro.com. They're looking for you at the Coesed Inn. So big news locally. I'm kind of burnt on the, um, the Brady stuff. I mean, he's still now he's doing, oh, I love you all and Patriot heavy tribute video and everything else. But that's, um, you know, I, I and I hate to say this, but I think he suddenly thought of it and was like, hey, I could use these people as customers for all of his clothing line and merchandise and TB12. And, you know, he wants to be a billionaire. So I, I tend to think that that's what that is about at this point. If he really felt that way, he would have put that. In his announcement, he did not, and and there's various reasons um, why he he did not do that. So let me um, let's see. This is a um, wild story about this this uh, former work firefighter that the FBI grabbed regarding his um, threatening and posting online. It's 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 pretty violent. It's very, very violent, as a matter of fact. And I come back to, I'm surprised that they didn't grab him sooner. And the police at different times stopped him. And for reasons only known to the police, they did not, they didn't, uh, they didn't arrest him then. So let's go to some more sound. President Biden targets law-abiding gun owners, saying there's no amendment that's absolute. What is that supposed to mean? Here we go. We talk like there's no amendment that's absolute. When the amendment was passed, it didn't say anybody can own a gun and any kind of gun and any kind of weapon. You couldn't buy a cannon and when the, this, this uh, amendment was passed. And so no reason why you should be able to buy certain assault weapons. But that's another issue. You know, that is very, very dangerous talk. Again, though, he's echoing how his party thinks, I believe. The progressives definitely feel that that way. The progressives certainly feel that way. I I can't believe these people defending um, Whoopi Goldberg. (laughs) Um, And continuing. She, she, if that, I mean, um, Sharon Osbourne. Was, was fired from CBS for defending Piers Morgan on the whole, remember the interview with Meghan Markle and Prince Harry? Sharon Osbourne was, was fired from the talk on CBS because she defended her friend Piers Morgan. Think of that. And then there was that woman that was saying, I think you're just being really insensitive um, you were being really insensitive, and I'm a woman of color, and and this whole, they they forced her out. Whoopi Goldberg. Um, see, my thing on at one forty nine, folks. See, to me, the view that you, if if just let it flow, right? Like they should. It's kind of like to me what the view should be. Not that I watch it. 
but I do listen to certain sound cuts and so forth. But to me, it should be, you know, sometimes like in a hockey game, just they let them go at it a little bit. So to me, the view should be, um, you know, the next day, then let her battle it out. And that's just going to be the nature of the show. They're going to say some things that not everyone's going to be on board with. And and that's the program. But the problem is they're trying to be this thoughtful uh, group of uh, intelligent women that are discussing things. And, and what they're finding out is many times that they they don't know what they're talking about. And so, therefore, they, they say things like that. Sometimes, as a matter of fact, there are people, talk hosts that don't know. You know, something that people joke about. There's, there's a local talk host who thought if you're an independent running for an office, you run in a primary against other independents. Now, I'm not even saying that's the worst idea, but that's, that's not how things work. Um, and then someone behind the microphone had to, oh, really? You know, and then, oh, that, that's not how it works? Oh, do you? No. People run as an independent because it, it basically guarantees them to get into the general election. I also want to just play this, this story about the stolen valor. I have it on my website. Channel 10 did a decent piece about it. it it's so disturbing. I don't know what it is about North Kingstown. But between the naked fat test coach and now this woman, it's um, I, I just I'm not sure how I'm not sure how these people get away with this, that why they're allowed to this woman. This is complete fraud. And, and, and this is, you know, again, the, the woman that was arrested for the stolen valor, if you haven't seen the story I, I did post on it on the website to Petro.com but um the the thing about it is she was then even going to the next level where she was then taking trips and she had a GoFundMe and saying she had cancer and she just you know really started to go off on it. It wasn't just like a one time and that is the problem a lot of times with crime is there's there's a progression. And and I think in, in that situation with the stolen valor, it, it was definitely um, a progression. The more she kept getting away with, the more that she would then, um, the more she would push the envelope with what she could get away with. And then, you know, people would meet her. And it doesn't really matter what they thought of her at that time. They were just told that she was this um, veteran who veteran who had been injured and did tours in both Iraq and Afghanistan. And and it was all false. But the but North Kingstown had her as the head of their VFW post, which then in turn gave her more credibility but to hear about you know she was going on these all expense paid trips and then she's meeting other people there and then she's trying to get them to um donate to her cause and telling them i don't have much time left but i'm just trying to i have an operable cancer and i'm just trying to enjoy myself or trying to help other veterans as best as i can with the remaining time i have i mean it is just um 
that's another level. Now, there should be charges. There should be, there absolutely should be charges against her. Obviously, for you know things like fraud and so forth. But um, but I I think it's interesting that when someone first saw her being a picture of her or a video of her, they thought, huh, okay, that's odd. She she's wearing her medal wrong. Who would know something like that? Well, a fellow fellow veteran would know something like that and did know something like that, and. Immediately, it did seem odd, and the numbers didn't match up, and, you know, she wasn't. But you would think, okay, we're going to have this person represent us. So the first thing we want to do is just make it a policy that every anyone that's going to be in the position to represent all veterans, we're going to run a check, whoever it is. And if that's a problem, then you can't have the position, but we're going to run a check to make sure that everyone, that they are who they say they are. And that may have weeded some of it out. Now, let me go to a little more sound. This is uh, Good Morning America, folks. Again, it's very serious what is happening overseas with the U.S. deploying 3,000 troops to Europe as we speak. President Biden's order, 3,000 American troops are preparing to head to Eastern Europe and Germany, deploying in the coming days in a show of support for NATO allies. The current situation demands that we reinforce the deterrent and defensive posture on NATO's eastern flank. A 1,000 troops based in Germany will head to Romania. 2,000 troops will move from Fort Bragg in North Carolina to Poland and Germany. Biden's ruled out sending troops to Ukraine and these deployments are not permanent. But they are in addition to the 8,500 troops that have already been placed on high alert as part of a NATO rapid response force. We asked the White House what changed, why the president decided to move U.S. troops unilaterally. This has been under discussion for uh, some time now. There's no question that Russia and President Putin has continued to take escalatory, not de-escalatory steps. Russia responding, calling the movements of American forces destructive steps that increase military tension. The Kremlin insists it has no plan to attack, but new satellite images show Russian forces growing north of Ukraine, part of more than 100,000 troops now positioned around Ukraine's borders. Well, the Kremlin's reacted again, unsurprisingly, saying the deployment will only add fuel to the tensions. This move seems designed to force Putin to make concessions and withdraw his forces, but Michael, there's no guarantee it's going to succeed. You know, this is not going to end anytime soon. It's not. Folks, good afternoon at 156. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery. Stop in and see them. 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Delicious food and drinks. They're waiting for you. Full bar, large dining area. And they have that beautiful big new outside deck at the Lodge Pub and Eatery. So again, to um, in case you're just getting in the car... And recapping, the big news is the president did speak earlier and there was a uh, took out this ISIS leader in Syria. So um, you'll hear more about that coming up in the um, two o'clock news. And as far as locally, uh, the big local news is really these approval ratings with Governor McKee at 34 percent approval rating. And President Biden in Rhode Island, both of these, obviously, Rhode Island, 35 percent. That is that is problematic for Governor McKee 
that is that is problematic for for anyone seeking to when he was you know he he did have some some high poll numbers um not that long ago but it certainly hasn't stayed that way and i i know that the governor kind of i think the governor feels that um that maybe some some elements of the media are unfair to him but i'm i'm not convinced of that i think a, a, a lot of whether it's dr scott or the problem with tony silva or the problem with this contract that was awarded with the mickey administration you know i think there's even another scandal that i'm not even thinking of that hit in september um let's see dr scott you have Bud at the DMV. Then you have the uh, ILO contract scandal. And then you have the Tony Silva. All right, so four, four that we're aware of. that the, the contract thing is still very problematic. That's not going away anytime soon. And the Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott being getting given 46000 a month each month for the month of March, April, and May. That's not going away. And Governor McKee, uh, I'm sure he's not going to be happy about it, but he's going to be answering questions about that all the way up until till June, maybe even July. And then his primary is going to be in September. Folks, it's John DePietro. Listen, uh, enjoy this Thursday. Stay tuned. You're going to hear the 2 o'clock news, more details on the ISIS raid in Syria. And then you're going to hear the John Dion program. I'm back tomorrow at 11. We'll be doing Facebook Live a little bit later. You can always visit the website, depetro.com. Thank you to WNRI Winsocket.